Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. I did make a mistake this week. I told Elizabeth I was going to show her that video before she prayed so it wouldn't wreck her. Somehow we never got to it. So I look over while she's watching the video, and I was like, oh. But she's, she's great. She's like, all right, I'm going to go pray. I'm blubbering because she loves you. Um, I'm really excited this morning. Um, you know, we have, you know, I preach about three out of four Sundays of the year, and I think I preached last six or seven. Uh, and, but we have a wonderful preaching team here at Victory. And with that preaching team, um, I just love what they have to impart. I love their gifting. I love the word that is in them. And, um, and today, uh, I actually intentionally scheduled Brenda on Mother's Day because uh, she's a great mom, a great grandma, and has, uh, if you've been here any length of time, she's probably touched your life at least through worship, if not through other ways, and I know that she's going to be a blessing to you. Would you welcome her as she comes to share the word with you today? Let you get situated. Get your papers out. Oh, I'm going to dismiss the kids for their class. Got you a light. Good morning, everybody. Um, happy Mother's Day. That was uh, I, I saw this early. Matt sent it to me because he didn't want me to be up here crying. <laughs> Matt did good. What about you? <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, that's true. You did. He even told me that. Um, I have been uh, excited about this opportunity to speak to you this morning. Um, it's so funny because <clears throat> without telling you the whole reason for naming my message, oh, no, it actually was made clear this morning why I named it, oh no. <laughs> I thought it was before, but it really became clear, so I have to share this with you. Um, this morning when I got up, I got up pretty early, and I, and I just went over. I knew last night that I needed to look at my message and shorten it. Um, I'm only going to re- read six chapters of uh, Nehemiah, if that's okay with you, Pastor Mike. But anyway, it looked like I had written all the chapters out pretty much because uh, I do that when I'm working on a message. But I thought, okay, we can't do that this morning. And so I started uh, just summarizing more and just getting rid of some stuff and saying, you're going to remember it or you're not, but you're going to take it out. And so... Uh, I scrolled down with my mouse and highlighted all of the things I wanted to delete, and I hit delete, and it didn't delete. And I was like, why didn't it delete? And so I was at the bottom of the page, so I was like, I'll just go up. <laughs> it's not a good idea. So I went up the page, and somehow I didn't know that I had passed where I needed to delete. And I literally deleted everything except for the first few lines of my message because I scrolled so quick and 
And, uh, and Matt knows, he grew up with me because I'm his mother. Uh, he knows that computer stuff is not really my deal. Um, I'd rather paint or sing <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, I'm sitting there, and, and then I looked at the title, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I was thinking, God knew. He knew. I mean, and, you know, that this was going to happen. Uh, so anyway, I was like, you know what? I am, I start laughing because I laugh a lot of times when things like this happen because I'd rather do that than cry. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to go fix my hair. I'm going to put my makeup on. And God, you're going to have to work a miracle this morning. And so I'm in there just getting ready. And my daughter calls me to wish me happy Mother's Day. And she said, so how are you feeling about your message? Are you, you know, like, and I didn't want to tell her, but she always gets stuff out of me. Uh, as she's like, she can, she can tell when I'm just talking. There's something I'm not telling her. <laughs> so anyway, she, she says, okay, so, so you feel good about your message? I said, well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> she said, so what happened? <laughs> And I, I went on to tell her, and I'm just now hysterically laughing. I mean, I am, like, I'm thinking about Pastor Mike. He's like, will he ever ask me to speak again? I was like, <laughs> so anyway, she said, Mom, you know you've got an undo button thing on your computer. You, you can just undo it. And I'm like, well, where is it at? I'm looking everywhere. I don't know. I go in there finally. And I don't know where it's at. I never have undone anything before. <laughs> I just delete stuff or, you know, I, just, I never knew. And uh, she couldn't talk me through it because that never works with me on the phone. You have to come and you have to show me. So anyway, um, my son-in-law came up and, and he uh, undone what I did. <laughs> but what's so funny is that now I'm the, I have no time, so I still have to delete and now I'm nervous about deleting because, you know, I got in trouble with that before. So anyway, but I, I was able to delete, and I'm, I've got a few pages here. And hopefully, when you leave, you'll be encouraged somehow <laughs> that it's not the worst thing in the world to delete. You can always undo it. So anyway, <laughs> so the message that I want to talk to you about this morning has been on my heart for a couple months now, and, um, and it goes with what happened this morning. But um, I want to speak to you about how the enemy manipulates us with distractions. And um, so, like, he uses distractions to draw us away, to get us to focus on things that, we, uh, that will discourage and keep us from achieving the plans and purposes that God has for us. So that's, that's why he does it, um, to keep us from using the gifts that God has given us. Um, I painted, I went without painting a picture for a long time after my husband passed away and even before that. Um, and I finally decided I want to paint. And Matt and Ashley were actually living with me at that time, and I painted it in my bedroom. And uh, I... I kept feeling like maybe I need to do something different to it. And, and then I had the thought, oh, I don't think anybody likes this picture. I'll never hang it anywhere. I need to change it. I think I changed. I painted over that picture four or five times. You would never know what the picture started out to be. And so 
it was because I was having the, these doubts, and it was like the first thing I had done in so long, you know, and creatively like that. And so um, I just, I finally, like, revealed it to, uh, I think it was Ashley that I first revealed it to, and she goes, oh, is it, I said, this is the picture that you saw me painting in my bedroom. She says, is it really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I changed it a few times. So it's just not being satisfied. When you're distracted by, you know, uh, lies that is not good enough or whatever the case may be, it's just nobody's going to like that. You're not going to, it's not going to look good anywhere on your wall, that kind of stuff. It causes you to just not be satisfied with anything that you have done. And that's not a good place to be. Uh, it's really not. Um, um, so anyway, uh, there was, I just want to tell you a couple things because in my lifetime, it has been really easy for me to go away from what's happening in the now, daydreaming, being distracted. I was really, really like that as a child and uh, s carried it through into my adult life. And after I got saved, God started helping me a lot. And even when I'm helping lead worship up here, there's times when I don't even know where I am in the worship. And a lot of that is because I get caught up in the presence of God. But sometimes it's because there's a movement or there's a sound or there's something that I'm not familiar with and it causes me, there I am, I'm somewhere else. And I'm like, and I have, Pastor Mike can tell you, I have been bent over laughing up here too because I don't let it, like I, I'm not performing. So it's not like, oh no, I messed up and now everybody saw me. It, it's not that. I mean, I mess up and I, it, it doesn't bother me that way because I'm performing for one person and that's God. And so when I mess up, I just have to laugh and I just have to let it go because it's, it's not important. Anyway, I don't want to get stuck here uh, and get distracted. <laughs> but one time, um, when Matt and Leah were, I don't know, really young, it was, I was a new Christian, and um, I was very involved in my church, uh, in the choir and... Um, everything and and I was always I've always been a person that wanted to either be early or on time and it always has bothered me if I couldn't be and my family all my family was I was always waiting on them <laughs> and so it's constantly be you know me come on you got to get ready you know so I'll be in there so anyway one morning I was um, getting ready for church and trying to get everybody out the door so we could so we could get there. And it was like not a, not a short drive. It's over in Powhatan, somewhere about 45 minutes or so. And um, I remember uh, getting to church. And as soon as I walked up in the choir to sing, I remembered that I put a pot of water on the stove to boil. So I'm a new Christian. But at that time, I think sometimes when we're new Christians, we have more faith than when we've been a Christian for a while and that's sad but it's true but I, I just started praying I was like okay God I really messed up that water is boiling and I don't know what's going to happen to our house if it's going to be there if it, the stove is going to do something if the I, I didn't know with the stove because we were going to our services were pretty long and 
So I just decided, okay, I just kept rolling it over. I kept casting it over on God, and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to worship. So I worshiped that morning and, and went through the message, went through all the altar prayer. We, had, we were in a Pentecostal church of God, and we had long services, and we had long altar ministry. And, um, and I, just, I just kept doing, taking one step at a time. And I never told anybody because I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to keep focused on the fact that I needed to let that be God's problem. And so finally, after people are greeting us, we're talking, we're, you know, just doing all this stuff, we go uh, home. And I don't run in the house. I mean, this is really miraculous because God really helped me just to stay calm. So I'm walking normal. I'm not saying anything to anybody because I didn't want to get them nervous and upset or anything. And so I walk in the house. I go in the kitchen. I go to the stove. The stove is still on. The water is still up in the pot, and it's boiling slowly, just boiling. Now that is a miracle because that doesn't happen. You know how fast water boils out of a pot if you leave it boiling with no lid on or anything? And... God really spoke to me with that, that he can be trusted with anything, even with our mistakes. He can be trusted if you leave a pot of boiling water on. Not that we should do that, but distractions can cause us to do some mighty crazy things. So anyway, um, and then I want to share one more because I think these distractions, and I will share one from the Bible too. But another um, distraction that really impacted me was, is I think I grew up, I was one of those people that I was angry, but I never showed it. It was all inside me. And um, so the anger that was inside of me had to be exposed after I became a Christian so that I wouldn't be walking around with that because it is very destructive. And um, so anyway, one... um, First of all, I had a surgery on my back because I always wanted to take care of myself, lift everything. I don't need anybody's help, (laughs) you know, dumb stuff like that. Um, And so I ended up with, with having surgery on my back, and it made it worse. And this was when I was still in the same church that I did the boiling water thing. And uh, so I just... I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I just, I, I'm good. And I went to the altar every Sunday, and, and the enemy would say, they think you are, like, doing something really bad for you to go to the altar every Sunday and ask for prayer. You, you, you know, I had all these voices that was telling me all these negative things to keep me from getting prayer. And so um, Phyllis, my sister, she happened to be standing beside me when I was up there praying, and I didn't even know she was there because I had went up first and my eyes were closed. But I just said, God, would you just have someone touch my back right now where it's hurting, and I will know that it's healed. Even, even if it doesn't stop hurting, I'll know. And before I could even get the full thought out to God, I felt this hand touch my back. I was like, I, I was ready. I mean, I could have probably run around the church and knocked a few chairs over. <laughs> I was so 
happy because, and I was still in so much pain I could barely walk, but I was so happy because I knew that God had answered my prayer and that it was just a matter of time for me to see the results of it. And so I left that day and I, I was telling pastor, I was like, you know, God healed my back today. It's still hurting, but I'm healed. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like not a greatest testimony, you know, for, for you to say it's still there, but I'm really, I'm healed. But I knew it in my heart. And so um, it was a matter of days that I just realized it's gone. I'm not hurting anymore. I'm completely healed. But then one day, my husband was sitting, watching something, sports or something, and, and I noticed that we were getting low on wood. And we lived in, like, this really old house where we heated with wood. And I just, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm just managing, you know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's not, he doesn't really want me to manage him. I don't understand that, you guys. What's wrong with you? Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, I said, honey, you call, you say honey, that helps a little bit, but anyway, <laughs> I said, honey, would, you know, our, our wood's getting low, you, do you think you should go out and maybe get some soon, like maybe now, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, I will, because guys don't like to be told what to do, I mean, they don't, I, I don't understand it, but because besides that, I'm, my mouth, can I just get a drink of water here for a second? Um. So, he didn't move when I said move, even though I didn't say it like that. But that's what I was saying. And so, remember, I'm a new Christian. <laughs> so, give me grace. But anyway, I, I went outside. I was like, I'll show him the anger that was down in here because I never would say it he never I never raised my voice to him I don't think but one time and that was probably like not much louder than I am right now so he didn't even know I was upset you know and I'm like Argh. and I went I went out I got the splitting maul put the wood up on top of the stump and I picked the splitting maul up and I went ah and you know those things are heavy and when I came down my back broke <laughs> it was like Something broke, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, what have I done to myself? After God healed me so beautifully, I have hurt myself again. I'm <laughs> like, hurt myself. And so, long story short, eventually, he healed me again, and then I did something later. I didn't even ask my husband to do it because he wasn't able at that time. And I was like, well... He's not able, I, like, you know, I've got kids, but, you know, I don't want to ask anybody to do anything. <laughs> All of them would do anything I ask, but no, there's something, it's, it's like almost like a self-pity or, a, a, you know, like, I'm just going to do it myself because I don't have anybody to help me kind of thing. And I went and I took these um, things that you, hedge trimmer things and, and I was trying to trim my crepe myrtles, and they had gotten really big, and I'm, like, trying to cut the branch. And I couldn't cut it, and when I squeezed that together, I felt it again. And I ended up having a second surgery on my back, and it was a pretty intense one. And um, 
now I've got so many missing things in my back. But God has, he always, it's like he has healed me again. But there's a reminder, I have to rest. I have to take care of it. Because I don't want to do that again. And God has really helped me with anger. He's really helped me with those things. So anyway, Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah that I threatened to read six chapters of. I, when I have read that story so many times in the past, I have seen where the enemy has come and distracted, trying to take away what the, the building of this wall um, so many times. And um, if you don't know anything about Nehemiah, Nehemiah uh, was a cupbearer in the house of Artaxerxes. And what a name. So he's in the presence of the king like multiple times of the day because he's tasting his uh, food. He's tasting his wine, you know, making sure there's no poison in it. And uh, Nehemiah gets word that the wall is broken down, the, the gates are burned, everything is just a rubble. And uh, he is really just upset about that he's mourning he's he's crying he's praying he's you know he just he can't stand to think of his people suffering because they were also suffering and so he uh the king notices one morning that um that he's just not himself because when you go into the king in the old testament in those days you could get your head cut off if you weren't didn't have a smile on your face or if you weren't reverent but he went in sad and um, so uh, he told the king all the things that had happened with his people, and uh, the king said, how can I help? This king was a kind king. And so he told him that he wanted to go and rebuild the wall. So the king actually gave him permission to do that, and he gave him all the supplies that he would need, even the letters he wrote, so that when he went through all of these different places that he had to be, have legal papers to go through, he gave him papers to do and get the supplies, the wood and everything that was needed for the, for the wall, for the doors. Uh, so anyway, they, this all turned out, and this was the good part, but you know, that getting it's almost like sometimes when God is doing something in our life and we want something done we get to a certain place and then we notice that we're starting to get a lot of distractions because after he goes and he gets the agreement from the people that will be involved that will be building the walls and all the officials and the all the legal stuff and they all say we're good we want to do it and um so anyway I don't know where I am in my notes but So he ins he's, he's ready to go. And here is when the distractions come. Now, there's, I counted, I think there's like 20 or 21 distractions that happen from verse 1 to 6. And, and they're pretty bad. Uh, first, though, it starts out just, you know, uh, Sanballat, who is a governor of Samaria, he is uh, not wanting the wall built, and he's influenced so many other people and actually... As time goes on, he, they all come together, the cities that are around Jerusalem, to, to fight against it, really, by, by intimidation, by distractions and things. So Nehemiah um, was accused of 
rebellion at first um, because they, um, I just want to make sure I'm getting this in order. He was, they were accused of rebellion because, against the king because they're rebuilding the wall. And then he's accused them of wrong motives, you know. And then he accuses them of pointing out their weaknesses and their, you know, just everything that he can say about how pitiful they are. Um, hopelessness uh, in the situation that you, there's no hope of building this wall kind of thing. They bring in shame of their past failures. Uh, then they give you, you know, they, they gave him, uh, say, the, the people that lived around Jerusalem, the outside of Jerusalem, they started coming. And at least 10 times it says, these people came and would say, you're surrounded. They're going to attack you. There, there's no, no hope for you, pretty much. This was coming in. The, the words were coming in constantly, the negative words telling them why they could not do the wall, build the wall. And so um, the, as time went on, uh, Nehemiah found out that the people that were helping with the wall, that they were very oppressed. And it was because they had mortgaged everything they had for food. And not only that, they were paying taxes, or interest rather, uh, much higher than the law required. And so they're in, they're just not in good shape. And so when he found this out, he took care of it and made them, <laughs> made the people that had done it, made them give the back money and houses and land and all that stuff. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, so then, uh, none of those things worked as far as distractions. But the temp then the temptation came to be pulled away to a place called Ono, and that's where I get my title. It's spelt O-N-O. Um, but this morning I said, oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, and it, and it means grief. Isn't that interesting? They're trying to tempt Nehemiah to come. Let's just talk. Just, just come and we'll sit down and talk about this thing. And, of course, Nehemiah is, knows what they're trying to do. He's, he's not swayed at all. Um, and this happened uh, four times. The same thing, trying to get him to come and just talk. But then the fifth time, the servant came with an open letter, and it was falsely accusing Nehemiah. He was saying, you better come and talk to me because rumor has it. Don't you love those rumor things? Uh, rumor has it that, you know, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're wanting to build the wall because you, you want to be king, and you've already got people behind you. You've done, got prophets prophesying that you're king, you know, which was not true. So being falsely accused, there's all kinds of ways that the enemy will distract us as Christians to get us focused in the wrong direction. And it's, it's just so many of those. And one of my favorite scriptures that I use all the time is Hebrews 12.2 because it's helped me so much. It says, looking away, and this is the amplified version, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. 
the first incentive of our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. And another um, scripture is um, Proverbs 4, 23 through 27. This is New Living Translation. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from the corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So because Nehemiah kept his eyes on God and they all worked together, they were able to complete the wall. And the wall was about, now this is, this is amazing. The wall was uh, about two and a half miles around the city of Jerusalem, 40 feet high, eight feet thick, 30 watchtowers and eight gates. That is, in 52 days, that's less than two months. Now, just that alone lets you know it's God. And the enemies knew that it was God, too. And it brought them to a humility. And they said this was God. It put a fear in them. Uh, I didn't look up that word fear to see if it was reverential or if it was reverence and like, okay, we better behave kind of thing. So um, there's one more attack that I didn't share because I wanted this to be the last one. This attack was a distraction, of a, it was a temptation to be your own savior. Um, that's what I was trying to be when I was trying to take care of myself and do all these things and not depend on anyone, not depend on God. I didn't even believe in God um, for so many years. But trying to be our own savior is not something that is rare, but I would say it's something that is very easy for us to fall into because we are people that want to have control. And when you let go of control, then you're able to let the Savior uh, work things out in your lives that, that you can't do for yourself. Um, Acts 4.12 in the Amplified, it says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. So there's only one place we can go for help, for true help. And I'm so impressed with uh, Nehemiah because he fixed his eyes on God. He always prayed. Every time there was an attack, he prayed. Every time anything happened, and he just he dealt with it with prayer, always with prayer. And, and he would just speak the things of God. He would always keep his eyes fixed on God. And that's um, what God deals with me all the time. When I start getting distracted, he reminds me, fix your eyes on me, fix your eyes on me. And that's why that scripture is so important to me, because I know that if I don't fix my eyes on him, the author and finisher of my faith, 
that I will get sidetracked and I will end up hurting myself or hurting someone else. And so this morning, I know that I'm not alone. I know there are people here that can relate to me. Um, I have learned how to let people help me more. And I've learned how to deal with anger with my father. And, um, but it's, it's not always the easiest thing. But I think knowing how the enemy works, knowing how he brings distraction in our lives to get us sidetracked so that we cannot bear the fruit that God has put in us, so that we cannot, um, some of my papers are still missing, so I'm just trying to remember some of the stuff, but I'm almost done. Um, God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. Like he has something like, like Nehemiah to build that wall because it changed all these people, a whole nation of people. It changed their lives because Nehemiah kept his eyes on God. So each one of us has a plan from God, and if we keep focused on him, then it can change nations. Not just, you know, we think, well, maybe it, it changed me. No, it changes people around us. And it keeps changing people around us. But if we don't fix our eyes on him, we won't use our gifts. We'll get distracted, come to the church. And even when we come to church, we're faithful about coming to church, but we won't worship. Or half the time, we don't even know what the word was. We don't know what Pastor Mike spoke. I've done that to you, Pastor Mike. I'm sorry, but I have done that. I'm saying what distraction can do. You've done the same thing. But I'm just saying it's so important that we are in the moment, that we are here, that we are, are thinking about, okay, God, in, right now I want to fix my eyes on you so you tell me what to do. And when I lost all my notes and didn't think I was going to get any of them back, I said, you know what, I'm going to go in there and stand up and I'm going to talk and you're going to fill my mouth. I don't know what it's going to be. But I want it to be what you want it to be. I want it to lift people up and encourage them. And I want people that are afraid to do things because they've been lied to. They've been told that they're not enough, that there's, there's something wrong with them. Well, if there's something wrong, let God fix it. You know, let him fix it. He's still fixing me. He's going to be fixing me until I'm out of here. <laughs> I know that. Um, but... I just want to encourage you this morning. Pastor Mike or any of us have invite you to come and be prayed for or uh, just encourages you to do certain things. Be open. Just say, God, is that for me? Do you have somebody for me to pray with today? Do you have something for me to do? What is it that you have for me right now in this place? Because people are coming in here Sunday mornings, and leaving still hurting, still with the same pain, still with the struggles. And there's more for us. There's more for us than what we are letting God do. And I want it all. I want everything he has for me. I want everything. So please, I want you to have everything too. Pastor Mike, how would you like for me to...
Okay. Father, we just thank you so much. You're so good. You are worthy of all of our praise. And there is nothing too difficult for you. Help us, God, not to be tempted to just, it's okay, just, just come over for a little while, we'll just talk. Those kind of temptations, just, oh, you can do that, it's just one time. Whatever the temptation is, are you just not good enough? You're not smart enough? Whatever the lie is, the distraction is, God, help us to see it through your word. God, help us to want to read the word because if we don't know what the word says, we won't know when the enemy is lying to us. God, help us to read the word. Help us to study it and keep it in our mouths and every day. When we first wake up in the morning, God, let you be on our minds. Thank you, God, for each day that you wake us up and give us a new day, new mercies every day. Holy, holy, holy is your name, O God. You are worthy. You are worthy of praise. You are holy, 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 God. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. There is no one like you. Just worship him for a minute. Just pray. Just lift your voice to him. Just tell him what you want him to do in in, in your life. How you want to, if you have a situation that needs to be changed, just call out to him. Cry out to him like Nehemiah did. And build a wall. This wall is not a wall that shuts people out, but this it's a wall that protects people. This wall that that, uh, Nehemiah built. But we want you to break down the walls and the barriers, God, in our hearts that keep you away or keep people away from us. We do not have to have fear of man, but only you, a reverence of you, Jesus. Just you're so worthy, God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, Or, if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.